And a very pleasant good morning, everybody. As always, good to be back with you. This is the Marlins Rewind. And last night at Lone Depot Park in Miami, the Marlins welcomed in the New York Yankees for a three-game weekend set in South Florida. Zach Thompson was taking on Jamison Tyone. It was a pretty darn good ball game at Lone Depot Park last night. Well, the Marlins returned home tonight, opened up a seven-game homestand, their first of three this weekend against the visiting in-town New York Yankees. And unfortunately, on a day in which the Marlins for the first time played without Starling Marte and Adam Duvall, they could not muster much in the way of offense this evening. Zach Thompson versus Jamison Tyone, the former Pittsburgh Pirate, in the first of three this weekend tonight. And we were just cruising early in this ball game. Marlins had a couple of hits off of Tyone in the first inning. After a Magdaree Sierra single, Miguel Rojas bounced into a 4-6-3 double play. Jazz Chisholm got a hit. Aguilar flew out the left field. Uh, that was a bit of a threat in the first inning, but it was a long time in this ball game tonight before the Marlins really, really threatened. We were scoreless through five, but the New York Yankees jumped out to a one nothing lead in the sixth when the newcomer, Anthony Rizzo, came to bat with one out, nobody on base. The 1-0 pitch, and Rizzo hammers one right field. Welcome to New York, Anthony Rizzo. A solo shot by Riz here in the top of the sixth inning. Gives the New York Yankees a 1-0 lead. And they need more than one tonight, but not a whole lot more. For the Marlins offensively tonight, we saw the big league debuts of Brian De La Cruz and Brian Miller. Miller really had a fantastic night at the plate. He collected his first major league hit in the bottom of the fifth inning, but maybe his most impressive at bat was when he flew out the left field in the third. It was a 13-pitch at bat against Jamison Tyone, his first at bat in the major leagues, and he... Uh, had ice-cold water running through his veins. I mean, it was a spectacular at-bat. Then he collects his first Major League hit in the fifth inning. He would be replaced later in this ball game tonight. Uh, but a successful debut for Brian Miller, hitting eighth, playing left. And Brian De La Cruz finished his night 0 for 4 at the plate, did reach base on a fielder's choice in the sixth inning. But he, too, uh, did not appear to be scared by any means. And he made a fantastic catch to Rob Gary Sanchez of extra bases in the top of the fourth inning. It was one nothing Yankees after seven in this ballgame tonight. Zach Thompson went five and two-thirds, allowed the solo home run to Anthony Rizzo. Ross Detweiler and Anthony Bender combined to work a scoreless one in the third innings, but then it got a little hairy in the top of the eighth inning for the Marlins. Richard Blyer was on for Miami in the top of the eighth inning. Struck out Joey Gallo. It was a good start to the inning. But then he hit Aaron Judge on his front foot, hit off his shin guard. He actually took exception to the hit-by-pitch. I'd be curious to see if we learn more on this postgame. Judge was not happy. He got hit by a 90-mile-an-hour fastball. Judge was at first base. Anthony Rizzo singled. There was runners on first and second. Gio Urshela came up. He singled. The bases were loaded, full of Yankees with one out in the eighth inning. Richard Blyer was done. Zach Pop came on. He allowed the single to Urshela, so they were loaded with one out for Rugnet Odor. Here's the pitch to Odor. Swing a line drive back up the middle of the base hit. Judges in to score from third. Here comes Rizzo. Cortez is around second. The ball gets away from Rojas. Two Yankees score on the play. It's a one out, two run single for Rugnet Odor, and the Yankees have a 3 nothing lead. 
And they would hold on to that 3-0 lead after seven and a half innings tonight. But the Marlins did try to claw back in the eighth inning, facing the left-handed setup man for the Yankees, Zach Britton. Britton allowed a leadoff single to Jazz Chisholm. Then Jesus Aguilar hit a broken bat flare down the right field line. There were runners on the corners with nobody out in the eighth inning. The Marlins threatening Brian Anderson at the plate. Anderson, broken back, ground ball out towards second. LeMayhew has it, steps on the bag, fires the first in time. It's a double play. The run scores, but now the bases are empty. Double play goes 4-3. to three. Marlins get a run, and the Yankees have a 3-1 lead. And unfortunately, offensively for the Marlins tonight, that would be it. Mentioned Zach Pop inherited a couple of runners. He did not allow an earned run. Blyer gets charged with a third of an inning of work tonight. Allows two runs, both earned on one hit, one strikeout. Hit the batter. Pop allowed two hits and two-thirds of an inning. Austin Pruitt made his Miami Marlins debut tonight, and he worked around a hit in the top of the ninth inning, but a scoreless first outing for Austin Pruitt. We would go to the bottom of the ninth inning in this ballgame tonight. Araldis Chapman on looking for his 21st save of the season, and he was successful in collecting that save. He started by facing Brian De La Cruz, who put together a really good at-bat, eventually flew out to right field for the first out of the inning. Lewis Brinson pinch hit for Brian Miller. He grounded out the third. Joe Panic pinch hit in the pitcher spot. He was hit by a slider. There was a runner on base with two outs for Magnery Sierra, but it was a relatively uneventful at-bat for Sierra, who went down swinging to end this ballgame tonight. And the Yankees beat the Marlins by a final score of 3-1 to one in this three-game weekend set at Lone Depot Park this evening. Jamison Tyone is the winner. He's 7-4 for the Bronx Bombers now this season. Zach Thompson, the loser, he falls to 2-4, although he really did pitch well here tonight in Game 1. Araldis Chapman collects his 21st save of the season, started at 7-10, finished at 10-27, total game time, 3 hours and 17 minutes, in front of a nice crowd of 18,462 at Lone Depot Park this evening. No, the Marlins on the wrong side of things last night. A well-pitched ball game. Didn't have enough offense. Yankees beat them 3-1. Here's what the skipper had to say afterwards. Thanks, Jason. Uh, hey, Donnie, you know, you get the run late. I think you actually out-hit the Yankees 8-7. to uh, Was this a night where, again, it was just kind of tough to find that big hit, timely hit? How would you kind of assess what you saw offensively? Yeah, I mean, we, had, we had a few chances. We had some guys out there weren't able to capitalize. Um, thought it was our kind of game, honestly, keeping it low scoring. Um, thought Zach did a nice job, um, you know, kind of trying to mix and match a little bit to keep them, keep the game at one. Uh, and just weren't able, like you said, to, to kind of break through and get that, you know, get that big hit. And then you mentioned Zach, you know, obviously got some strikeouts on some pretty big bats. Uh, just another solid outing for him. What does he continue to show you as far as being a reliable, consistent piece in this rotation? Yeah, I think we're finding out more and more all the time. Um, you know, his stuff has been pretty consistent. Uh, I think he's been, it's taken a few starts here. It looked like he had better stuff tonight. Um, you know, coming back off that illness right before the break, uh, it seemed like he's, he was weak and, this is probably the sharpest that he's – you felt like his stuff was. Uh, threw a lot of pitches in that first inning. His stuff looked pretty good tonight and clean. Uh, thought he may have ran out of gas a little bit, like his velo dropped a little bit in that last inning. Um, so, but still he was hitting and pitching good to that point. And 
you know, try to get him through there. Let's go to Jordan. Yeah, hey, Donia, what were your impressions of De La Cruz and Miller in their debuts today? No, they look good. They look comfortable. Um, thought uh, Brian made a really nice play out in the right center. Um, and then and then Brian, his at-bat, that first at-bat was, like, you know, fun to watch. You know, right, kind of battling 13, I don't know if it's 12, 13, 14 pitches, something like that. Uh, and then they get a hit the next time up. I thought his bats looked good. So he didn't look like he was overmatched. He had an idea of what he wanted to do. Um, so I thought for the first time out, uh, they both looked okay. And then uh, Miggy looked like his hand got, got jammed up when he on that stolen base in the seventh. Is he okay? I think so. I think it got kind of knocked back. He couldn't get his hand out of there. It couldn't like. You know, it was like everything was there at the same time. Great throw by Georgie. Probably the only throw that could possibly get that guy there. He had a great jump. Um, But it's kind of like the ball, glove, you know, ball, glove, cleats. And he couldn't, like, take the blow with the glove. It was like it just kind of pushed it back. And um, as as we were out there, he he could feel it start coming back, you know, like just like, you know, the pain gets in there and it was starting to come back. So uh, he was okay after that. Uh, he could be a little sore tomorrow. We'll see. Christina. Donnie, I guess another newcomer for you guys, Austin Pruitt. What did you see from him on the mound? Yeah, a guy a little comfortable on the mound, uh, honestly. I mean, a guy you can kind of tell he's been in the big leagues. Uh, didn't seem too flustered. It didn't seem like anything got fast. So, uh, yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. And I guess between maybe him, but more of the younger guys like De La Cruz and Miller, just how long, you know, does it take for maybe you guys to see what you, you know, maybe the stands out or how comfortable they might be, you know, how much time frame do you need? Well, man, that's a, that's a tough one to answer, right? You don't know when that things click. Um, you know, I always, at this point I've been, because it's a good reference for everyone. I think uh what Trevor went through last year, right? It was up and down. It was some good, some bad. Uh, and we've seen a huge difference when we got to spring training. So we don't know when that is. Um, and we've had other guys that it seems like it's taken uh, more time. Jesus uh, Sanchez thought his jump looked pretty good when he came back. Laywins looked better this time around. Um, you know, you just don't know when. But every time they get experience, um, is is going to be good for him. And Daniel. Thank you, Jason. Uh, Don, uh, we didn't see a lineup before we talked uh, to you today pregame. Uh, but I wanted to ask you about the decision to have Gas hitting third and if it's something that you envision for him, uh, you know, going forward. Yeah, I would like to try it. Uh, I think that he can handle that. I mean, he's a guy that is capable of, you know, kind of everything you want out of that spot. The guy can get on base, a uh, guy that can drive in runs, you know, he hits for power. Uh, yeah, I think he's capable of handling it now. It's going to be up to him. It's a lot of responsibility, I think, from the standpoint of having consistent at-bats, trying to put him in a position to not only drive in runs, but to get on for Aggie and Andy behind him there. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see, but I think he's capable of handling that. That's Christina. Yeah, I think we asked earlier in the week when uh, Yimmy got dealt in just like later innings, and you mentioned Pop, you know, might get more high leverage. Is 
you know, he has that today. Is there just something you want to do more of? Because I know, I guess, Floro and Bass were probably available. Well, I mean, not necessarily there. Uh, that was one out of necessity. You still had, we had Floro kind of holding him a little later. Um, Bass has had a little stiff neck the last couple of games, so we're trying to get through that. He wasn't available today. I'm hoping he'll be available tomorrow. Um, though he's kind of been there in a, in a tough spot when to get to, through that part of the lineup. Uh, but I think, you know, Zach has pitched well enough to get himself back into more leverage. It's not necessarily it has to be the seventh, eighth, ninth, whatever, but I mean, uh, in the, throughout the course of the year, we've kind of pitched him in down games, games that are a little bit away. Um, he's been getting more and more of the ball with, you know, closer games and things like that. Um, to get more experience under his belt. So, again, we'll put we'll put him try to put him in positions to be successful, um, but also keep testing him. Uh, and Jordan, yeah, Donnie, do you have a starting pitcher to announce for tomorrow? Uh, I do, I don't, but I, I mean, I know the starter, but I we have, we'll have to make a move. So I'm, uh, I'll wait till uh, you know, we're able to do that. Marlins manager Don Mattingly after the Marlins 3-1 loss to the New York Yankees last night. Game two of this series will come your way at 6-10 this evening. It is to be determined who's on the mound for Miami. Domingo Herman will tow the rubber for the Yankees. 6-10 first pitch, airtime 540 with Marlins on deck. And as always, we hope you find some time to join us on the Marlins radio network driven by AutoNation.